Speaking of which, let's link in with the Bishop of Ferns, Ger Nash, who joins me now. Good morning to you, Bishop. How are you? Good morning, Alan. Thank you very much. Right. We begin our journey through Lent 2022. You are preparing for the Synod of the Whole Church, which will take place in October 2023. But you've organised a series of meetings around the county. Why so? Um, t- thanks, Alan. The, uh, Pope Francis has called the Synod for October 2023. But his, his strong request is for the whole world is that they begin the conversations that will form, inform that synod at, at parish and diocesan level. And the reason it's starting now is so that uh, we can begin to listen carefully over the next two, three months. Right. And then over the following months to the, a, a national synod, and then that they, 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 they suppose they, the, the conversations and the, and the conversations and the ideas and the thoughts uh, will will be working their way to to Rome for twenty for October twenty twenty three. So the four the four meetings that that are planned in the diocese over the coming month, I suppose, is to allow people in the four different areas of the diocese is to uh, to begin to look at the future to say, you know, in, into the world in which we're moving in the you know with, with all of its challenges, but also all of its great strengths. Uh, what role has church to play and this is for church people and for people who have also uh, maybe no no direct link with church, but just to say, what role should the church play in right. the in the world of the future? Right. So the first meeting is March the twenty first in the Brandon House Hotel New Ross. Then you've got one the twenty second at seven thirty in Colosh de Breed and Escorthy on Tuesday, March the twenty second. Monday, April the fourth at seven thirty p.m. in White's Hotel, and Tuesday, April the fifth at seven thirty p.m. in Amber Springs Hotel. When I mentioned you were coming on yesterday, people started texting in some questions. So I have some of them for you here, Bishop. Sure. Um, from your perspective, how important is attending mass for practicing Catholics? I think it's. I think it's. I think it's important. I think it's hugely important. I think it's not just attending mass; it's being part of the Christian community. I think is is, is the way I phrase it, and I think a community is is a, is at its best when it is together. Um, I think it's not just about going to mass and ticking the box. I think that's that's. I think that's a very a very minimalist thing and I think you can be part of the Christian community in so many ways so I suppose but, but the Eucharist is obviously the high point of a life lived with the community mm. and ideally in an ideal world we'd, we'd have many more people attending Mass but it's not just um, it's not neither the beginning nor the end of engagement with the Christian community and there's so many people engaging with the Christian community in so many different ways by being look at the, the voluntary activity and the level of voluntary work and the level of engagement. I suppose one of the things we have learned over the last two years is how destructive it is of us as people to be cut away from others. Right. You know, I think, I think we have never appreciated as much how valuable and how crucial to our mental health and well-being it was to be linked to people, to be actually physically linked, not Zoom. You know, it's the, the whole difference between Zoom conversations and real meetings. Mm-hmm. They all serve a purpose, and we have more ways of communicating now than we ever had in the past. Right, like, and for yet, example, Bishop Gerard, the, the numbers attending Mass, they were dwindling for many years. Then COVID accelerated it even further. It and it now is. as we emerge from the pandemic, how much of an impact has COVID had on church attendance? It is very difficult. It is very difficult to, to, to gauge that yet, Alan, because people are coming back back but first of all there's a lot of people who are still vulnerable there's a lot of people who are still very vulnerable in their in their health or in the health of people close to them and they very rightly are not yet in uh, coming back um and and it's right that they shouldn't do so 
it will take, I'd say, it will take 12 months after, please God, that COVID has gone internally before we'll be able to estimate that. I suppose all we can do is encourage people as much as possible when it's safe to do so um, to, to engage again, whether it is on a regular basis or as often as they feel able to, to engage with the Christian community. To, to come back to to come back to Eucharist, but also to, to you know, it's not just it's not just Sunday mass. It's also things like funerals um, and all the other events that that were so much part of the fabric of our story pre-COVID. Okay, I mean, what level of financial pressures are now putting on on the diocese to fund itself because of the fall off in attendances? Um, people have been very generous. You know, um, it, it's very difficult to estimate yet what the deficit is, but people have been extraordinary. I know from talking to priests and to parishes that people have been very, very generous, um, even when they weren't attending Mass, even when churches were shut, that people were supported in, in, in many different... The priests and the parishes were supported in many different ways. But undoubtedly, Alan, if, if, if numbers disappeared, if it was a substantial and permanent... Um, a substantial and permanent reduction in people who engage with church in any way, then of course it would have, it would have a huge implications, absolutely. Right. Like Bishop George, speaking of finance, it's uh, recently reported that Wexford County Council has been approached by the diocese to buy some church land. What can you tell us about this? Um, the, uh, you'll have to explain that one to me now, because well, I, I presume, uh, like this comes from a listener, are, are we talking about the Adoration Convent here? Is this, is this what we're, we're talking about, the, the old I, Adoration I, I, Convent? I don't know. They, they, no, this was predated my, my arrival in the diocese, but when I arrived at Wexford County Council have purchased and bought the Adoration Convent, and they, they have a project going there. Right. Them. And have you approached the council themselves to offer them land to, uh, to, to buy... Tra- that, not to the best of your knowledge? Not to the best of my knowledge, no. Okay, so... Unless it predated my arrival here. All right, so there, there, you, you've no idea of, of where that question is coming no, from? No, no, no. No, look, it's just a question that was raised by a sure, listener. Sure, yeah, absolutely. Right, uh, how do you change the perception of the Catholic Church in the minds of those under 50? Um, that's, a very good, that's a very good question. That's a very good question. And... Um, I think I think probably these conversations that we're holding now might give us, please God, some insight into into an answer to that question. Um, certainly, I think there will be no answer to that question without conversation. There will be no answer to that con- question without conversation with people under fifty right. um, w- by engaging honestly and truthfully and openly with people. And I, I think. It is also, I suppose, recognising that with, with every every age group, from teenagers to middle-aged to older people, yeah. they all have their perspective in life. And I think it's, it's, our, it's our task as church to be able to engage with people like that and say, where you are in life and with the issues that face you and with the, your, 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 your spiritual needs, what can we do to answer those? And there'll be different answers to that for teenagers and there will be a different answer to that. And would you like these people to go to these meetings then, these public meetings? Absolutely. That's Absolutely. what you want them to do. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. And the meetings will be very much conversation, just that people will get the impression that we'll go there and we'll be spoken at. 
it'll be anything but. In fact, the conversation will be entirely from the floor to the top table. It's all about trying to make the church more relevant. I mean, I've spoken to you off air, and I think you've said to me quite clearly, you you would like in your tenure as the new Bishop of Ferns to see the the church become more relevant, which then leads on to the many social issues in County Wexford. How can the church assist in resolving these, Bishop Chair? Um, I I suppose, as you say, there are so many. I, I think it is, I think, if you see churches being priests and, and hierarchy or ordained officials, then then um, the answer will be little enough. I think the church engaging with the energy of people who are already to be to be a partner in in all of the good work that, that people are doing, and almost every issue I suppose in the county and in, indeed anywhere in Ireland, you will find really good people um, working hard at it. Many, many of them, not church people at all, are not doing it wearing a church hat. But I suppose it's the question of church walking beside those and saying, as church, we we will we will support and and work with it. And it's also, I think, for those who do attend church, that we that we encourage always. And I think this is Pope Francis's message: that we be a missionary church. That we that we reach out to say, you know, to engage with the world as it is out there, not not retreating into a shell. Okay. Look, uh, the world is in crisis at the moment, and one of the, the, the main areas is Ukraine. And a somber Pope Francis on Sunday, I'm reading from an article, issued his toughest condemnation yet of the invasion of Ukraine, saying the unacceptable armed aggression and massacre must stop. But he resisted using the word Russia in his condemnations of the war. I mean, if, if you were Pope in the morning, what approach would you take to influencing Putin? What would you do? Oh, dear. <laughs> Um, that's a that's a difficult question. I mean, it's a good question, very difficult. I, 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 a truthful answer is I don't know. I think I think at that whole level of diplomacy, I think there has to be it must be there must be some level of putting on enormous pressure and at the same time giving an exit for people to get you know to get out to to leave an exit strategy for even the the worst of these people to to climb down out of out from from holding dreadfully. Um, uh, yeah. destructive positions that people like Putin are holding. So I presume, I presume, and God knows I don't know, but I presume that somebody like Pope Francis would be trying to condemn it, but hopefully trying to offer some exit strategy as well to, to these people. Yeah. But it's it's just a dreadful sadness in the world, and, you know, it's the, the images in our, our televisions and in our newspapers are just heartbreaking. And... Uh, I suppose it, it, it gets back to that big question of, you know, the presence of evil in the world and the presence of, um, you know, a destructive forces in so many people's lives. And there's a counter-argument in what's being dealt with as well. Like, one of the first texts I got in this morning was, Alan, what about the Russian families that are not in favour of the war and are restrained and jailed and punished? And it was actually Deputy Brendan Howland who said to me that they, some of these people who are protesting could be charged with a crime, uh, a, a charge as high as treason. We saw the position on the television yesterday when that very brave woman came on the state-sponsored yes. TV. God knows what's yes. going to happen to her. We pray God for her. Uh, do, do you think the pontiff could be strong Bishop Jarr in in his condemnation of what's happening. I, I, yeah, I, I, to be honest with you, Alan, I don't know. I, I think I think I think we we need to be as strong as possible as a church, you know, um, to to condemn wrongdoing in every place, and also to to recognise the hero, the heroism of people. Um, it, it, I suppose it's easy to be 
it's easy for me, me in, in Wexford or indeed any of us in Wexford to say that's wrong or it's indeed easy for Pope Francis to say it's wrong it, it, or even politicians anywhere but it's, it's the real hero, heroism of people who will put all of their their hard-earned liberty their own personal probably their, their own little personal property uh, their own personal family life on the line to protest um, I think I think our, our messages have to be ones of support for those um, and condemnation of of anything that limits free speech and that that that, that yeah that limits free speech. Okay, well, look, we're going to conclude our chat with you this morning. We'll m- mention about those various meetings coming up. But I suppose my final question is a very, very important question, and it revolves around where the church is in Wexford going forward. Where is it? Um, I think it's at a mo- right now, Alan, it's at a moment of change, like the church everywhere in Ireland. It's at a, it's at a, a point of, it's, a, it's at a turning point, mainly because that the model of church that we have inherited and that has worked reasonably well up to now was very much uh, uh, dependent on a priest on priests and parishes. It was a clerical model. That model is now and many people, including myself, would say, thankfully, that model is now coming to an end. Yeah. And we are at a point a beginning to discover a model of church that's based on the strengths of committed and enthusiastic uh, lay people. Uh, but, but above all, a church that will be welcoming and will engage with people of, of all faiths and none uh, who will be in that famous phrase from the gospel, you know, be be the the, the 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 grain of salt in the big meal, making all the difference, even though very 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 small in size.